The time of this recording is October 1st, 31 days for all of us out there for horror all the time, all day. Nothing really different, actually, than our normal day-to-day, but everyone is mostly sort of celebrating the October spooky season. And um, I thought I would mix things up a little bit um, rather than do episodes for each movie that I've watched in October is going to be damn near impossible because there are so many things that I've gotten to screen, so many things that I've watched in the theater and things I've picked up. And there's just a lot every week. So this is kind of like an October spooky dump of an episode. Um, So up first, I'll start with the theatrical viewing over the weekend. Um, It is for the big movie, the big horror movie from Paramount. This movie was actually going to uh, be released streaming until it was shown to test audiences and it went over really well. And actually it's, you know, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, it's fresh. IMDb, it's got a pretty high rating too, fresh. Um, Across the board, great reviews, uh, great audience scores. And I actually really like this movie and it's called Smile. Smile is one of those movies that it's, I'm not going to give any spoilers for today's reviews, by the way, because I think that there's so much out. Um, You should go into all of these things knowing as little as possible as you can, but I'll just try to give you my uh, yay or nay on that. Um, I might do a meh in there, but we'll see. Um, Smile is is a hard yay, very, very interesting concept, uh, very cool ideas at play in this movie. And while you're going to get some references to like, um, and in the trailer, it kind of looks like there's that J horror vibe uh, mixed in with a little bit of like modern elevated horror, Um, you know, well acted, cinematography great, you know, setting, all the things, editing, uh, score, all the things that, you know, make modern movies so much more enjoyable to certain audiences. That's kind of what I mean by elevated. Uh, and I say that with tongue in cheek because horror movies obviously have existed that were elevated since they, since the inception of, of film, really. Um, but this movie was pretty intense. Uh, nice roller coaster ride. Um, I think if you're interested in something that is new, unique, non-franchise, Uh, It's good to see this movie doing really well. And um, it is about, after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. This is uh, first-time director Parker Finn, uh, first-time theatrical movie director, I should say. Um, Very, very cool. Uh, The posters for this are really awesome. Lots of poster redos for this. This is going to be one that we look back on in a few years. And uh, I think 
uh, have it down as a a pretty significant uh, release. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty fun. Had a lot of fun with it. And it disturbed me afterwards. Um, I was worried because I was thinking, are the smiles going to be CGI like they were in the Blumhouse Truth or Dare movie? And uh, they're not. It's all practical uh, where it counts. And uh, acting is phenomenal. Um, Su- Susie Bacon, uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter, um, she really just like brings it at a level 10 in this movie. And uh, Kyle Gallner and uh, Jesse T. Usher, Jesse T. Usher from The Boys, Kyle Gallner from a lot of other horror movies and series. Um, but I recommend it. You can check it out in a theater. And of course, it's a, it's Paramount release, so it will probably be streaming in like 45 days or so, uh, depending on how well it does. So I recommend that one. Now, getting on to some streaming affairs. Raven's Hollow. Um, I don't know about you all, but I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of Edgar Allan Poe. And I do like a lot of his adaptions. Love the Corman adaptions uh, from... Uh, 60s and 70s. Um, I love some of the kind of schlockier uh, adaptions from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s that more played with like the slasher elements of Poe. Uh, but this is a um, modern sort of retelling of the inspiration of uh, the Raven. And uh, it is about West Point Cadet who did who out there didn't know that uh, Edgar Allan Poe was in the military. Um, him and four other cadets are on a training exercise in upstate New York. Uh, I, I live in New York and I'm discovering all of the really crazy, creepy places around New York. So this is this immediately drew me in. Um, so they're there, they're doing a training exercise and they're drawn in by a gruesome discovery into a forgotten community. You had me at Poe, inspiration to the Raven and a forgotten community. Now, this movie, I think, would be really well paired with a movie that came out earlier in the year that's still in my top five favorites of the year so far uh, called The Cursed. Uh, This film looks aesthetically like those old Hammer movies that you may remember. Hammer movies being those British movies from the 60s, 70s. Um, They just have that very... Um, sort of color is drained a little, kind of like in modern movies, but um, there are some really cool set pieces that showcase the very colorful um, aspects of upstate New York. And uh, I think you'll dig it. I think you'll vibe with it. Uh, like I said, this would be a good pairing with The Cursed. Uh, different ideas, but same kind of look and feel uh, of uh, of that um, classic horror. And uh, this is directed by Christopher Hatton. Uh, it stars William Mosley as Edgar Allan Poe. Does a great job of Poe. Um, Melanie Zanetti plays Charlotte. Katie Dickey plays Elizabeth. And David Heyman plays Derek, or excuse me, Dr. Garrett. Uh, this is this plays with some really fun ideas that I like about um, horror. Um, it's got that supernatural mystery, but there's also an element to it that's revealed at the end that I found to be incredibly cool, uh, incredibly abstract, and a little out there. So I dug it. And I think uh, fans that like those offshoot tales, uh, kind of theorizing what inspired Poe, you're going to get a lot out of this movie. Like I said, it's on Shutter Streaming. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. And uh, this is one that I'll probably end up picking up once it comes out. So I recommend 
uh, for me as well. And let me go ahead and give you my ratings out of 10s for these movies so you can give you an idea of where I'm at. Um, sometimes I'm generous, sometimes I'm not. <laughs> uh, with Smile, I would say this is pretty much a uh, 8 out of 10 for me. Very strong. Could even go higher if I watch it again. Uh, Raven's Hollow is probably like a 7 out of 10 for me. So it was very entertaining, very well done, very well acted, and uh, it could go up with another viewing. Um, one that I recently got to check out, uh, I got to screen Terrifier 2 ahead of the October 6th release. I know a lot of fans out there are really going to be happy with this movie. I am incredibly happy with this movie. I like this movie way more than the first Terrifier. And I do like All Hallows Eve where Art the Clown first appeared in those uh, stories kind of spread out anthology style. Uh, but this one really, it is just ambitious as all hell. Uh, the gore set pieces are insane. I think this one will definitely be one that will be talked about due to the practical effects in this movie. Um, but like I said, it's going to be out in theaters on October 6th. So that they're doing a, a special, uh, it's a Cinedime in partnership with Iconic Events. And uh, what that means is some movie theaters have like a three to four day showing. Um, so this is going to be out this week, starting on Thursday. And uh, you can check out, uh, I'm going to bring, I'm going to try to kidnap my brother and uh, I'm going to be in uh, visiting family for a little bit and I want him to really see this movie and I really want to see this on the big screen so I think we're going to have a, a brother uh, brother's grim fest at the movie theater watching this uh, this movie does clock in at two hours and 18 minutes so it's a little longer than you would think a slasher movie should be but um, I think once it gets going, the pacing and everything is just, it, it goes incredibly fast. Uh, but this is billed as an old slasher, brutal slasher film that harkens back to um, the Halloweens, Friday the 13th, um, with super fun, iconic slasher and Art the, Art the Clown. I'm reading that little piece there. Uh, to me, I think it's more Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4 uh, with a little bit of hatchet thrown in uh, to give you an idea of kind of where it's at. Um, pretty epic in terms of the ambition that uh, uh, the director, uh, Dion, uh, probably such a bad, bad, uh, <laughs> bad reviewer. Anyways, um, thanks to Danella Lawless for uh, providing the screener. And it's, a, it's prompting me to actually go check it out in the theaters. So I'm paying for a ticket to go see it. Uh, but I recommend it. Um, Regal Cinema, AMC, or excuse me, AMC Regal, and a couple other big places have this. So um, I, I highly recommend. Um, I can't wait to watch it on the big screen. It's it's going to be pretty fun. Um, so enjoy that if you get to check it out. And it will also be streaming on Screenbox um, later in the month as well. All right. So, oh, and that one, I would say for rating out of 10, I'm going to go with the eight and a half out of 10 for now. Um, I watched it on a laptop with uh, my my email or my name uh, kind of sprawled across it. So it will probably go up once I can actually really get to see the the details of it. And the score is pretty, pretty, pretty badass too. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll stop talking about Terrifier 2. And there might actually be a, a Brothers Grimm review episode of this so I can get more in depth with it with Travis. Um, 
All right. So last movie. This one is going to be for a specific audience. I'll just say that. Um, it is Bring It On, Cheer or Die. And uh, this comes to us uh, streaming this Saturday, October 8th, uh, on Sci-Fi. So I got to peep this out a little early. And um, it is rated PG-13, mind you. So I don't know how it's going to play on TV. Uh, the DVD of it, uh, it's, it's PG-13 too, but there were some death scenes in it that maybe would get cut for for TV. So I'm not sure how they're going to play it. Uh, but you can check it out um, on Saturday streaming. If you like it, uh, pick up the DVD afterwards. So this is about a cheer squad's plan to have a secret practice at a nearby abandoned school on Halloween. Uh, it takes a terrifying turn when their teammates begin disappearing one by one. Couldn't be a simpler setup. Uh, this is director Karen Lamb, and it's written by Rebecca McKendry and Dana Schwartz. Uh, those two have sort of like horror comedy backgrounds. So it'll give you an idea of the campy campiness of the movie. Um, I think if you like the very first Bring It On, um, you may find you'll, you're having fun with this movie. It is nowhere near that level of comedy and camp. Um, but for those of you that like those, I hate to say this because I would want to be like one of those repetitive reviewers, but if you do like those 80s slasher movies that are low key and maybe not cherished by everyone, but kind of like a little gem that you find that's more like a comfort watch, uh, where you can kind of turn your brain off for a little bit. You don't have to think about anything. Even when you watch this and you, and you, you will see who the killer is way, <laughs> way before um i don't know if it's supposed to be intended that way or not but you can tell who the killer or killers is going to be i'll just say that um there's it's just funny it's just fun and I, you, you may have a good time with it um there were some movies that came out a few years ago that i think kind of fit this kind of uh tone one of them is called varsity blood and I think you can watch that on Tubi. Um, but it has that same kind of uh, idea behind it. It's like that campy slasher from the 80s. Uh, it's practical effects. Um, there's, you know, someone in the mascot costume. And uh, they're just often teenagers. And the acting's kind of hammy. Um, Varsity Blood's one that you could pair this one really well with. Um, another one is Bloody Homecoming, which is the director that did Varsity Blood. He did Bloody Homecoming. That one's a really fun one, too. It's just got that concept and that idea. It's the same thing you've all of us have seen over and over. Uh, a masked, costumed slasher taking out kids. Pretty simple premise. Comfort watch, like I mentioned. Um, I, I did have fun with this. And the ending, <laughs> the ending is pretty fun and very campy. So I think you'll get a lot out of it, but it is billed as a mystery thriller or horror comedy. So I would say more uh, slasher, slasher comedy, uh, to be honest, but have fun with it. All right. So 15 minute mark. I've rambled on about all the fun stuff you can watch out there. Oops. Uh, bring it on cheer or die. I would say out of 10, I'm going to go with like a solid six out of 10. Um, so fun with that smile. 8 out of 10. Uh, you can check that out in theaters. Raven's Hollow on Shudder right now streaming. Uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, with maybe a, did I say a 7.5? 7 out of 10? Yeah, I think that's where I'm at with that. Terrifier 2, maybe 8.5 out of 10. Uh, bring it on, cheer or die. Um, 
six out of 10. Uh, Terrifier 2, check that out in theaters this week for a special event if you can, or on Screenbox. Bring it on, cheer or die. Check it out this Saturday if you can on Sci-Fi or pick up the DVD for cheap. Now let's get to some of the fun book recommendations that I have. So Barnes & Noble has a sale going on that you can pick up certain October picks. And uh, what that means is any of the books that they have in the store, um, it's a black sticker. And there may be other colors in other areas. I'm in New York, so ours are black. But it says buy one, get one, 50% off. So um, you might want to go in and uh, spend some money on some things you may or may not need. Um, the first one I picked up was called The Mary Shelley Club. It is by Goldie Moldovsky. And essentially, um, it's about a new girl named Rachel who is starting this new place called Manchester Prep. Um, she's a scholarship student, so she's kind of struggling to fit in with the other rich kids. And uh, she finds herself turning to horror movies for comfort. All of us can relate to that. You know, we're all turning to horror movies at the end of the day sometimes or just kind of shutting ourselves and our lives down just to kind of bask in all of the horror goodness out there. Um, Rachel, she gets caught up in a prank from a weird loner girl, air quote. Um, so then she becomes sort of like public enemy at the school. And to her surprise, the incident attracts the attention of the Mary Shelley Club, a mysterious society of students who orchestrate elaborate pranks known as fear tests, which are inspired by urban legends and movie tropes. Um, so Rachel gets caught up in this and it's billed as like a dark, subversive humor sort of um, it, it kind of exposes the horrors of high school with a freshly sharpened knife. Um, there is a there is a killer targeting them, and uh, it's kind of bringing up these secrets from her past. So it's also been uh, described as a little bit scream, a little bit gossip girl, pulpy, sort of suspenseful kind of thing. Um, I'm looking forward to this. This looks like a really fun read. Um, doesn't sound very complicated. Um, the the cover of it has a girl looking up with a kind of hand going around her throat and it says high school is a scream so it, it looks like it plays very much into that 90s 2000 teen slasher kind of meta horror so if you're into that um i got this one for um 11.99 and with the sale i got one for half off and the half off one i got is a new october pick of theirs called the sacrifice they were warned they didn't listen and this is actually the monthly pick as well from barnes and noble um, it is by Rin Chupeco, and I hope I'm saying that name right. This has got an awesome cover on it. It is a like kind of like a woman's um, lower half of her face, and there was this green zombie sort of mummified hands going across her face. So this is about um, the island of Kisamata. Um, it's like a vacation destination, but there's a curse on this. And the Filipino locals speak of it in hushed voices and refuse to set foot on the island. They know the lives it has claimed, they won't be next. So uh, enter a Hollywood film crew who will not be dissuaded from the curse. 
Uh, legend claims a dreamer god sleeps, waiting to grant unimaginable powers in exchange for eight sacrifices. The producers are determined to document that evidence, and they convince Ullan, a local teen, to be their guide. Within minutes of their arrival, a giant sinkhole appears, revealing a ballot tree with a mummified corpse entwined in its gnarled branches. And when the crew starts seeing strange visions, Alan knows that they are falling victim to the island's curse. If Alan can't convince them to leave, there is no telling who will survive or how much the dreamer god will destroy. Uh, this sounds awesome. I'm all in for a different cultural setting. Uh, it sounds like a creature feature kind of thing going on, and I'm all up for it. I mean, this was um, $10.99, but I got it half off with that October fear deal. The next one that I have, um, I'm, I'm like salivating as I'm talking about all this good stuff because not only has, there, has this been the year of horror for movies, but this has been the year of horror for books as well, and I'm a huge uh, horror book reader, avid reader. Um, this next one is one of the buy one, get one half off. It's called Flight 171. And this is by Amy Christine Parker. These books are kind of um, in the, on the tables in the middle aisle because they just came out of Barnes and Noble. And uh, I'm assuming they might be in the horror section or the young adult horror section, uh, but they look like the old R.L. Stein Christopher Pike books from back in the day. So I'm digging the, the vibe. Um, this is about Devin Marsh, haunted by secrets, like the identity of the person who killed her twin sister, Emily, in a hit and run accident last Halloween, which Devin has vowed to uncover. Devin is determined to start fresh when she boards a four-hour flight along with her classmates for their senior class ski trip. But she could never have guessed that her secrets will surface in the most terrifying way when a supernatural creature hijacks their flight and gives the students a deadly ultimatum. Choose one among them to sacrifice before the end of the flight or the plane will crash. As the clock ticks down, the creature slowly unearths the passenger's deepest, darkest secrets and reveals that one of the teens on the plane is responsible for Emily's death. If the students can't agree, agree on a sacrifice, there won't be any survivors. Can Devin find a way to stop the creature or will she give in to her anger and let revenge take control? This one is only $9.99, but you can get it with the deal, like I mentioned. Um, this sounds awesome. I mean, creature feature on an airplane, both things I'm afraid of. Sign me up. All right. So this was the other half of that deal. Uh, this is from uh, Eva V. Gibson called Fright Mares. Yes, Fright Mares. Um, really cool cover. The cover actually lured me in. It's like this creepy jack-in-the-box on the floor of this darkened place. Come out, come out wherever you are. Everything at Frightmare's House of Horrors is fake. The clan mannequins, the cheap replica Annabelle doll, the zombies played by wannabe actors. But the dead body Dave finds is very, very real. His summer job has become a labyrinth of nightmares. Surprises lurk behind every door. And if Dave doesn't open the right one, he'll never get out. So this sounds fun. Um, I mean, simple premise. This looks like something that I might actually start reading after... Uh, my next recommendation because uh, it's it looks short and sweet and uh, I want to read as much as I can during October and it, this seems kind of seasonal so uh, definitely check that out Frightmares 
So my current read is called Below. It's from Laurel Hightower. And this is pretty fun. I actually haven't finished it yet, but I'm going to recommend it already because I'm a little over halfway in. Uh, it's a short book. Um, I don't know why it's taken me so long to read it. Uh, but it is at six clocks in at 106 pages. So it's really just like a short story. Um, but it's called Below. And um, while driving through the mountains of West Virginia during a late night snowstorm, a recently divorced woman experiences bizarre electrical problems, leaving her with a little choice but to place her trust with the charismatic truck driver. But when an explained creature with haunting red eyes gets between them, she is forced to make one of the toughest decisions in her life. Will she abandon the stranger who kept her safe, or will she climb down below where reality has shapeshifted into a living nightmare? This is by Ghoulish Books. I picked this up online. Um, really, I was sold by the cover art. It has like a mothman, like a moth, giant moth on it. Um, love the moth. Love the lamp. Love this book. Recommend it. Okay. And... I am winding down to the last recommendation. Um, Bram Stoker award-winning author Adam Caesar. Clown in a Cornfield 2, Friendo Lives. I flew through this book. I think I read it over like a day and a half. Um, this was really, really fun. Uh, I actually want to reread the first one and read this one again. Like I had a lot of a lot, of, a lot of fun with it. I'm not going to read the synopsis because it does give away the first novel, and I don't want to do that. Uh, I will say this is a very cool follow-up. Um, where the first one was more location-based, kind of slashery, teen, meta-horror, uh, this one takes it to uh, college, kind of like a Scream to Scream 2 kind of, kind of situation. Um, and this one has a very, very scary concept, and uh, it hits on some social commentary on it in a way that I was not expecting. I mean, the first one does too, but this one hits a little different um, after the four years that we've uh, that we've had with. Um, I'll just say with everything. Um, so I recommend this heavily. High recommendation uh, from yours truly. And uh, funny enough, um, this one's pretty brutal actually, but you can find it in the teen section. So who knew? And with that, I have given you a ton of recommendations for movies, for books, for sales. Um, there is a sale out now with Vinegar Syndrome. They just dropped their October goodies. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to get. I don't know if any of you out there are going to get anything. Um, they have Roadhouse, which I'm not going to get into. Um, it's a good movie, I guess. Um, Don't Open Till Christmas, Blood Delirium, which is a trashy Italian 80s movie. Uh, really big release for them. T Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, 4K, Souped Up, um, The Werewolf versus Vampire Woman, Moon of the Wolf, and um, they also have The Amityville Curse, which I think is part five, um, which has been long unavailable for all of us in the United States, but I have a Blu-ray of that, of a Spain release. So if you don't want to buy the one from Vinegar, you can find that one through a Spain release. And you can also find um, Don't Open Till Christmas through a Spain release as well, which I do have. And that's it. I've spoken enough, almost 30 minutes. And um, enjoy the first spooky week of the month because it will fly by. It's already flying by so fast. 
Um, next week, I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, I'm going to get to screen quite a few movies that uh, are coming out that week. And um, these are going to be kind of kind of similar to kind of what I'm doing now. Um, I have The Cursed coming up, The Visitor, Deadstream, and a couple other uh, things that I want to share with you. So as always, you can check out Fatal Follower Presents a podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Horror Amino. And you can reach out to me at FatalFollowerPresents at Gmail. Stay safe, stay spooky, and enjoy the spooktober of it all. Bye-bye.